We're excited to announce that our very own podcasting platform, Zencaster, has become the new sponsor to the show. Check out the podcast discount link in our show notes. Stay tuned for why we love using Zencaster for the podcast. Are you looking to start your journey in podcasting but not sure how? Kangaroo Firm Media Lab got you covered. Everything you need to know in launching and growing your podcast is here. Book a call now at kangaroofirm.com. By the way, I just released my ebook, Harness the Power of Podcasting. To get a free copy, just go over to mikosantos.co slash free book. That is M-I-K-O-S-A-N-T-O-S dot C-O slash free book. This podcast is brought to you by Kangaroo Fern Productions, Australia's independent podcast management. Book a call at www.kangaroofern.com slash book now. This podcast is produced and managed by Kangaroo Fern Media Lab, Australia's independent video and podcast company. We do the podcasting hard bits so you don't have to. We make podcasts easy. Book a call at www.kangaroofern.com. A Kangaroo Fern production. Coming up next on that podcast is change. Oh yeah, you got to put out value all the time. So, for example, I'm I'm pumping out free content all the time, right? So, of my niche, right, and be it you know influencer coaching plus I run a business network. I'm always every week I'm doing zooms, I'm putting out content, I'm sharing recordings, I'm sharing free high value content for that niche, and it's good. And two things happen: um, our existing clients love it. And it gives a great platform for new people to check me out to see if I'm right for them. You're listening to that podcast exchange. exchange. The show that will provide you valuable information and advice from world-class podcast experts to teach you the best practices to be successful in podcasting. The show for early stage podcasters and service providers to give them the latest trends, news, and new opportunities in the podcast industry. Now, on to the show with your host, Miko Santos, the founder of Kangaroofer Media Lab. Hello, Humanista. Welcome to another episode of That Podcast is Changes. For this episode, we're talking about branding, how you become good with your business, how to create and be influencer of influencers on a niche. If you are doing a podcasting, if you're starting up your own business, so stick around and we're talking to Edward Zia, who loves helping people become master persuaders and influencers. Let's dive in. Hello. I'm just so pumped to be here. So, Edward, before we dive into question in relation with how to become a master persuaders and being an influencer on your niche authority. Can you share us a little bit about your background and your stories? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, right now, I'm a middle-aged family guy, two kids and a legendary wife. And uh, originally when I started out, I was actually in the Australian Army. So I used to be an engineer in the Australian Army. I got seconded into drug enforcement with the federal government. So yeah, I actually started in a government background. And I, I was actually um, going to stick with the government my whole life. Got injured very badly on an op- on a bad drug sting, bad operation. And what happened to me was, basically, after a bit of recovery, I wound up 
I ended up winding up in civilian life as a marketing, getting into marketing, got some really good marketing manager roles. And as I went into my life later on, I eventually said, I want to go out on my own. I started off as a coach. Then just a year before COVID hit, before the pandemic, I niched on becoming an influencer coach and I've absolutely loved it. It's how I took off and became really, really big and mainstream. So really happy with the way things are playing out. So an influencer coach, that's Hmm. interesting. Uh, Basically what it means is exactly that influencer coach, I help people become influencers. So uh, it's pretty much it. If you want to be well-known, be an influencer, have clients come to you and get famous, I'm the right guy to talk to. Basically how it works. All right. So you niche down on basically to help ordinary people to become influencer on their business or niche. Well said, exactly. I used to be more just general marketing. I used to be more of a marketing coach. And like all things, and I love how you use the word uh, niche and you bring that up, is over time, just got focused and focused and focused on exactly what I wanted to do. And um, and, and answer your question to me, that's the best way to do it. The best way, you start off, whatever you're doing, you start off general. Then as time passes, you naturally work out exactly where you want to go. And that's exactly what I did. It worked out really well. So really happy with it. Mm, that's great. So if people who's listening right now say, so you need to be niche down to be an influencer on that space. Is that going to mm. be a little bit tricky if you only have one niche and there's a lot of them? Instead of 100%, it's going to be probably 1% of niche or something. Yeah. Oh, look, I think it's interesting you bring that point up. I was actually talking to, to one of our clients about this today, exact topic. And I think what it is, Michael, is, and to our wonderful listeners around the world, the biggest thing I've learned is being really deep on the topic you're into. So, for example, I used to be quite a generalist where people would like me and people would give me money and stuff, but I kind of was a bit about all sorts of marketing. So, knew a bit of everything, but never really mastered anything with detail. And uh, my big decision was out of everything I did, Love the influencer stuff and I've just mastered that. So my answer to that question is, and a few people have said this, you want to be an inch wide and a mile deep because when you've got that depth on a given topic, no one can compete with you. And that's the interesting thing is, is that because my knowledge is so deep and specialised on a given area, I mean, you might not like me, you may dislike me or hate me, but it's very hard to compete with. It's almost impossible to compete with my knowledge because A, of its specialty and how deep it is. So you, people will come along and they might know bits of it, but they won't know the depth that I'll know. And that's the whole point of having a niche and focusing on it because when you really, be it the niche is a skill or a type of person you work with, whatever, when you're really deep on that niche, very hard for people to compete with you. Very, very hard. That's great. So when you say influencer as well, a lot of people thinking you got 10 million subscribers, 10 million followers, got all the social media network you've got a big follower what if an ordinary business owner or starting up or have their own podcast as well how do you become an influencer with less followers well two answers to that is i know people who have over a hundred thousand followers and i would not call them influencers i know people with five thousand followers And they're very well-known, famous influencers. So whilst having a lot of followers is important, believe me, it's not everything, okay? So that's the first thing is, is that, look, I've got over 300,000 followers just on LinkedIn, business page plus personal, which is awesome, and I'm proud of that. But that's not the whole story. Not the whole story. It's more 
who are you to your niche or the people that you're targeting? Because again, I, I, got, I know again, I know people who've got around five thousand followers. Their influences within their niche or their circles, they're right up there. They're right up there. So it's not all about followers, but I will say this: it's about having the right followers, but also having the right relationship with those followers as well. So you need to have, you say, the right followers yep. and relationships. Absolutely. You got to know what you're doing for a start. You know what you're trying to do. So you're not just sharing funny photos. Oh, I've got all these photos. Yeah. And just as a quick caveat, some people are thinking, oh yeah, this guy's all just about followers and Ed's stupid and he's whatever. No, no, I don't mean that. I just want to clear my clear the air here, right? Elephant in the room. I don't mean it. I don't mean you've got all these followers. And you're awesome. What I mean is, is that you're very clear on what you're doing. You're very clear at putting out there what you do, and you're attracting the right followers to you, as in people that can. Yeah, and potential to be your clients. They're going to share your stuff. They're going to support you. They're, there's actually that commercial fit going on. It's the follower. You don't need a lot of followers to become an influencers. Do no. you no. said that to get authority on a certain niche, you should give some benefit to the potential client? Oh, yeah, you got to put out value all the time. So, for example, I'm, I'm pumping out free content all the time, right? So... Of my niche, right, and be it you know, influencer, coaching, plus I run a business network, I'm always, every week I'm doing Zooms, I'm putting out content, I'm sharing recordings, I'm sharing free high-value content for that niche. And it's good and two things happen. Um, our existing clients love it and it gives a great platform for new people to check me out to see if I'm right for them. You need to give benefit and value to others before your business can kick in. Yeah, totally. Because at the other day, if, I'm just, if I just say to people, um, and some people do this, by the way, and they don't go very well, um, is basically give me money and I'll tell you my LinkedIn secrets, right? Yeah, it's not going to go to, it might have, that, that might have worked 10 years ago. It doesn't work too well these days. Whereas people have got to know what you're about. They've got to know what you're thinking. They've got to have a good insight into what you're doing before they give you money. And I respect that. I'm the same, right? I wouldn't just hire a coach because I like them. I want to check this person out. I'd go to their free webinars or watch a few of the videos. And then and only then would I actually sign up with them or at least talk to them about signing up. So you got that whole process you got to go through. So it's about giving value, but giving great value all the time. I do that. Like for example, every week I run two free networking Zoom. Monday night I run a, a live Zoom webinar educating on topic. On a Thursday I run a free networking Zoom and it's all those free events that have actually made me famous and bought me a lot of customers. So I know you've been one of the organizer of meetup.com. You've done some seminar, webinar for all sorts of people. Now we're still in pandemic. Usually you do in person. And now because yeah. of the pandemic, usually it's online. How the pandemic challenge your business right now? Yeah, well, the thing is we've opened up again. So interestingly, my face-to-face events are back. So what happened to me was that my business used to be very face-to-face using Meetup. And what happened was when the pandemic hit, my business tanked, right? Uh, I lost over pretty much three quarters of my revenue. So then what happened was I then rebooted the business online. So running Zooms, running online events, that type of thing. And a year and a half later, now I'm a global star and I'm loving it, right? So I'm really happy with the way that that played out. Very happy, right? But now we've got face-to-face events back. So what I'm doing is I'm now running all the online events and now I'm running face-to-face events as a bonus and it works really well. So um, yeah, my whole business was online. Now I'm bringing back the real world into it. It's really good, actually. It's really good. A lot of people talk about the hybrid. So my business, 
My business used to be a face-to-face business. Now it's a purely online business with a bit of face-to-face supporting it, which is actually a really good model. I'm quite liking the model that we have now. In line with your expertise on influencers and persuader, master persuader, what would you advise to a person who's thinking of getting his own business? And some of them thinking of become a content creator like you to be influencer in different social media platforms. Well, the first thing is you got to think, how's the money going to work, right? That's the first thing, right? How's the money going to work? And, you know, so for example, the way I make my money is people hire me for mentoring. They buy one of my online programs and a lot of people that, or they pay for a workshop, right? So there's different ways that people give me money. So the first thing is, how's the money going to work? So you ask yourself that question. Once you've figured out how the money works, then you got to put out content that makes that reality. So there's a lot of influencers are good at getting likes, shares, and comments, but they haven't really thought through how the money works. Okay. So who's paying you? How are you going to get paid? How are the financials going to work? So I always say that, think about how the money's going to work. And then from there, you can actually then sort of plan your strategy. In connection with that, do you need a mentor to do that? Well, you don't need a mentor, but having mentors will help you get there. Having the right mentors will help you get there faster. So for example, The people that, you know, work with me, they save years of development and they take off really quickly, okay? So do you need a mentor? No. You know, if you cut yourself, you don't need a Band-Aid, right? But if you use a Band-Aid, you're going to bleed a lot less and it's going to heal faster, you know? So do you need a mentor? No. But if you want to win quicker and better and bigger, then mentors will absolutely help you get there. The right mentors, of course. You got to make sure you got the right mentors for the application. I agree with that. What was the one thing or maybe handfuls of things that really helped your business to take off? Yeah, it's funny. I was actually, again, talking about this today to one of our clients. Um, I think three things on that, three answers to that one. Number one is posting content all the time. That has been so important over the years um, because posting content all the time is what really helped me take off and get known. Running regular events such as Zooms or face-to-faces when I can has been critical. And I would say the third thing is reaching out to people and connecting with them personally. So I think a combination of great content, great events, and those great personal interactions has been the answer, uh, Michael. Great. What books have you read that created your major mindset shift in your life and your business as well? I can answer that. One of the most recent books that I, to this day, I, I think about all the time is uh, it's written by uh, Scott Adams, who's the creator of Dilbert. You know, the business cartoon Dilbert? Business cartoon, yeah, everybody. He's the creator of it. And a lot of people don't know this, actually. He's actually a master hypnotist and corporate trainer as well, right? In addition to being a cartoonist. And he wrote a book called Win Bigly, Persuasion in a World Where where Facts Don't Matter. It's basically the story of how Trump won the election, how an outsider took down the Clinton dynasty and won an election he wasn't meant to win. Because what was, again, love or hate Trump, not here to be political, I'm just simply saying, love or hate Trump, he was not meant to win that election, but he did, right? And the book is the unpack of his persuasion genius that led him to that. And interestingly, and this common allegiance will either age well or not, a lot of, even people that hate Trump, are saying that he's probably going to win the next election, right? He's, you know, he's going in for the next election. They say he's probably going to win. Even people who hate him say that. And a lot of it comes back to his persuasion genius. 
And it was that book that unpacks that and it gave me some workable lessons. Again, love or hate Trump, I'm not here to be political, but even if love or hate the guy, the man's a persuasion genius and you can learn stuff from that. Just persuasion. Yeah. Can learn more. And I like watching a lot of videos on YouTube. I like a lot of Scott Adams. And I watch another guy called Dr. Steve Turley on YouTube. Big fan. And I've oh, got a few people that I really follow and they're the ones that sort of inspire me and keep me going that way. Great. So what was the best way to say qualitative long-term success? Can you define success? Yeah, to, to me, success, I, I look at uh, success very holistically, like in terms of, you know, finances, family, health relationships. So I have a very, you would say, rounded view of success, right? Like there's no point in being a billionaire if you die from cancer the next day, that type of logic, right? And likewise, there's no point in being super healthy if your family falls apart and they've got no money. So yeah, i got a very holistic view of success, right? And that varies from people to people. But for me, it's a very, it's being successful in all areas as well as contributing to your community. That's at least my own personal definition of it. Great. So the next question I have is, what is the awesome marketing vote? Because I was reading some of your articles, some of you on, on your website. So is that one of your business or is it already included in your business? Yeah, one of our programs. So the Awesome Marketing Vault is our mentoring program and business community. It has different membership levels based on what people want. That's how people learn how to become influencers, plus they can become part of our business community as well. So they get the education as well as the support and a community behind them to help them do what they need to do. So if you're starting up a business, what is the say, three piece of advice to them aside from you need to identify your customer. Yeah. What else would you tell them? Yeah, I would say first thing is be marketing consistently. Like let's say you just started your business, whatever it is, start marketing it right away. Start going to networking events, start meeting people, start sharing stuff online. And number two, see what works and what doesn't, make changes. And number three, speak to people one-on-one. And one of the biggest things that I've learned over the years, Michael, is that the more you speak to potential customers one-on-one is the more you learn and the more you sharpen what you're doing. And I suppose, and just a bonus point on that one as well, and this happens to me all the time, you'll have times in your business where it'll take you a while to get clients. Like I have times where I get no new clients for a few weeks, which really annoys me. I don't know, honestly does. Then all of a sudden I get five clients at once. It's very normal, very normal to have peaks and troughs in your business, but the top players are the ones that can change and really stay consistent, which is why so few people sit... Everyone talks about succeeding in business, but very few people actually do it. That's one of the reasons why. Very few actually do it in the long term. Very few. Thank you, Edward, for that. So you're saying so online, so which means it's including social media. So you put all your content on different platform. Yeah. But have you experienced any, some bad comment or some annoy or haters? Oh. I'm getting trolled now. So I did a poll this morning. I'm actually getting trolled. As we sit here, I have people abusing me right now as I sit here, right? So what happened was um, I did a poll this morning and I knew it would upset a lot of people. It was really funny. I said, um, I did a poll on LinkedIn saying, um, should we ban people from saying Merry Christmas in the workplace? And it's just upset. I broke the internet. It's over 100,000 views. I've got thousands of answers. And people are just abusing me nonstop for even asking the question. I got people saying, how dare you ask a question? You're ugly. You're stupid. I'm getting everything, right? And that's very common. And it's funny, actually, and I've learned this in social media, 
when you're talking about the real serious issues, people actually get angry at you, okay? It's when people don't care when, and that's what I've learned, when you talk about the real problem, some people get really angry and hostile on you because how dare you even ask the question? Now, just for the record, already in the, in the poll, 15% of people think that you should ban saying Merry Christmas in the workplace. You should ban it, right? 15% of people think that. So it's a re and people are talking about banning uh, Christmas in the workplace. Some workplaces have. So what I'm asking is a reasonable question. But a lot of people don't like that because I'm exposing them through my question. So my point being is, yeah, I'm getting abused right now. I've been getting abused all day. All day I've <laughs> and, been getting abused. So and, all the, day. and how would you overcome that? Are you ignore that? Or I remember on during my uh, marketing study before, instead of ignoring that, it's a good chance it might become, maybe become a client by answering them or use whatever they comment. Yeah. yeah. So firstly, if someone trolls you, they're never going to become a client, right? They're never going to become a client. Now, interestingly, my general, and I've changed a bit today. Something in me changed today. And I'll tell you what changed in my head today, right? My general policy is delete and block trolls. That's my, if you spoke to me the day before, if you spoke to me yesterday, I'd say to you, Michael, delete and block trolls. Just delete them and block them. But I've changed today. Something changed in me. And I'll tell you why, right? When this post took off this morning, and it's, still, it's going now, a bunch of people abused me and I deleted their comments and I blocked them. And then I thought for a second, hmm, if I let these people abuse me, more of their people are going to see it and more of my fans are leaping to my defence. So I realised, hang on a second, if I'm deleting these trolls, I'm actually costing myself views. So I thought... I'm going to let it go. Now, it depends on the application. So let's say I did a post about a client and someone said something negative about my client. I delete and block it right away, right? But if it's aimed at me and me alone and it's getting me more attention, I'm like, what the hell? So I've actually changed my... It's funny you're asking me these questions because as of today, my views slightly changed on this topic. So there you go. Yesterday, I said delete and block. Today, I'm like, hmm... My general answer would be delete and block, but there are times where you'd let it slide because it suits, it gives you advantage. Because what trolls are stupid people, and I'll tell you why they're so dumb. They're, they're the most dumbest, idiotic, ugliest people ever. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. By them trolling me, they're making me more famous. They're just so thick. They're so stupid. They're just dumb. Yeah. So the reason I said that because I have a podcast management company as well. So I got social media as well. So wow. Well, there's a troll. So what I did is just put it back to them, what they're saying. So <laughs> instead of abusing them as well, you just give them whatever their medicine is. It's, it's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's funny you say, yeah, so my views have changed as today. So yeah, um, uh, yesterday I would have debated you on that point. Well, now I'm kind of leaning your way, Michael. So there you go. I'm, I'm leaning in your direction. And tomorrow I might wake up thinking the same way as you, you know, I might, I might turn into you tomorrow morning and completely align. So yeah, it's funny you ask me this because yeah, my views have changed today on this topic. So there you go. All right. Thank you so much. So another question is what one quote or saying you live by that has helped you succeed in your business. So one quote that you remember that lead to your success in your business. 
Yeah, I love the Sylvester St- Stallone one, and I, I'm not going to get it word perfect, so I just want to apologise to all the Sylvester Stallone fans. It's a Rocky quote, and I really love this one, whereas he talks about, you know, success is not the money or the flash car, but success is how well you can get up after being knocked down. And I really love that definition of success, right? How easily can you get up after being knocked down? So that quote, again, Sylvester Stallone said it more than me. It's a measure of how well you get locked, however he says, right? It's just, that's what I love that quote. Love it. How well you can get up after being knocked down. Again, Stallone worded it better than I could, but you know the quote. It's really cool. So you're saying when you're knocked down, what else you can do? Well, in Stallone's world, it's get up quickly. So when you're knocked down, you're defeated, you're feeling negative. I think expanding on that, what Stallone actually means is that when you get a setback in life, you get defeated, you're feeling scared or depressed. I think the real moral of the story is, is that you just keep at it, you know? And it's sort of like being aware that you will get knocked down. Bad stuff's going to happen to you, but you don't let it slow you down. You keep pushing and pushing. And I think that advice is just gold. And that that advice has been um, absolutely amazing for me. And I really love that quote and type of thinking. So what's next for you, Edward? What's next for this year and next year? Well, for me, it's just growing and growing. So it's actually, again, today's an interesting day for me because a lot of my thoughts are, I'm having quite a fluid day in my thinking. A lot of my thinking is changing a lot today. I was actually sitting there having dinner with a family and wife before, made dinner before. Now, see, they're thinking, hmm, I love this crazy poll I've done today. I want to do more polls like that just to mess up people and get more views, right? So I was thinking, hmm, like for me, it's expanding, reaching more people and that sort of thing, like highly, you know, growing the business and all that, and helping more people. But what I've been thinking about right now is, hmm, how can I do really crazy polls to really blow up the internet every day? So sort of, I suppose the evil... I'm a good person. I, I spend my whole life helping people, but I've been entertaining some evil, chaotic thoughts on how I can do crazy polls to get more views. So I'm a great guy, but just a little dash of evil in my polls to get more views. I don't think will hurt anyone. <laughs> All right. That's interesting. So if you have a billboard to write one short piece of advice, To all our listeners and to our audience who sleep or watching this as well, what would you say to them? Kick the toxic people out of your life because toxic people are scumbags and toxic people sap your energy and they destroy your life. So I didn't go into this before because it's a bit off topic, but I'll mention it now. I was a homeless veteran at one point, right, which I was very you know, ashamed of at the time. I was a homeless veteran. And I can actually say this now, that was because of toxic people. I wound up a homeless veteran because I let so many toxic people just leech on my energy and that led me into that situation. So toxic people made me a homeless veteran. So hence I've got quite a vendetta against toxic people. And a lot of people today are being impacted by toxic people. It's a huge problem, huge problem. So I say to anyone listening, kick all the toxic people out of your life and That can be someone quite close to you. And if it is, I'm sorry about that, but you got to do it. All right. Thank you so much for that, Edward. So where can our listener and our audience can connect with you online? You too, kind, Michael. Best thing to do is um, if you you like anyone, please follow me on LinkedIn. And if you want to connect with me, just hit the connect key and just say you heard me on Michael Santos's show and I'd be honored to connect. All right. Thank you so much, Edward. See you. And uh, thank you for your time. And hope our listener will 
enjoy and learn to our conversation. Thank you so much. Honored, Michael, and thank Hello, you, you so much. Appreciate you. Thank you again for spending your valuable time with me today. I truly respect your time. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when a new episode is posted in the Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, or via RSS. If you think other could benefit from listening, please share it on your socials. And if you're a new listener, then thank you so much for checking out the show. And don't forget, you can find all resources, links at the show note down below. Since you're listening to this, I can tell you that you are truly are dedicated to making a podcast that is a game changer for you, your listener, and scales your influence and message to the masses. For that, I want to give you the art of podcasting course for free. To get that course, go to kangaroofirm.com slash free course. Again, that is kangaroofirm.com slash free course. If you like to support the podcast, head over to our Patreon page and the link will be on our show notes. By the way, if you're looking to start your own podcast, our friend from Kangaroo Firm Media Lab can help you achieve that. Check their website at kangaroofirm.com. Again, thank you for listening. This is Miko Santos. See you in two weeks' time. Check out this trailer for the upcoming episode. Coming up next on that podcast is change. Think about which episodes you know what you want to craft and what the focus of each episode is going to be and if you can map that out before you record your first episode your chances of reaching episode number 10 are going to be greater than if you just say wing it for the first episode with really no idea who you're trying to target what you're trying to talk about and then just leave it at that are you ready to finally start your own podcast maybe you already have one but need a podcast manager to help you level up we're here for either Book a call at www.kangaroofern.com www.k-a-n-g-a-r-o-o-f-e-r-n.com Are you ready to finally start your own podcast? Maybe you already have one, but need a podcast manager to help you level up. We're here for either. Book a call at www.kangaroofern.com kangaroofern.com www.kangaroofern.com